All right, I'm here with Rosie Summers, um, who's a VR artist, and welcome, Rosie. Hello, thank you so much for having me. Yeah, great to have you on. You. So, Rosie, um, I discovered you actually on Twitter, um, you know, following different VR topics or people retweeting, yeah. and you know, just kind of like fell in love with your art. Um, checked out some of your things on Tilt um it's beautiful um i think the one recently that struck me the most was the the seven worlds i think it's called yeah, the one yeah. we did with bbc, BBC seven Earth. World, one planet yeah exactly seven worlds one planet so i mean i'm super into nature um so you know i was like wow this is this is amazing <laughs> um can you tell me a little bit more about you know how this collaboration happened how how it worked. Yeah, how yeah, yeah that, was, that was a really, really fun project to work on. Um, so, yeah, it was um, for Seven Worlds, One Planet, I created um, all the continents, but represented as little pie slices. So each continent had a little pie slice, and they all formed together to create the whole, so the whole planet, basically. Um, and each continent has their own little personality. There's little things in each continent, little natural landscapes um, that all combine together to to bring this continent to life. So each one has its own little color palette, um, and I've actually included real natural landscapes that you see in those continents and arranged them on the slices from um, north to south. So it's actually quite geographic, geographically correct at the same time as well, mm-hmm. and quite you know artistic and. Um, one of my biggest fears was making it was was will all these natural landscapes bond together because we've got things like the flaming cliffs of Mongolia for in, for instance and then next to that is these mm-hmm. snowy hills of Russia so there's a massive contrast there so part of me was thinking is this going to sit right but to me it it paints a picture of the of of nature and how cha- chaotic nature actually can be and it does sort of reflect that in the way that I've you know, put put these natural landscapes together to to build the picture of the continents. Um, so that was, yeah, that was created for the BBC, and um, it was performed over um, a period of time, just me painting away, um, and that was all filmed, and it's on the BBC Earth YouTube to watch. Uh, that's pretty amazing. So, I mean, I have so so many questions. Um, how did the BBC just reach out to you, or how did you know, yeah. How did that start? Well, it was it all came from my performance at YouTube Space London. Actually, um, mm-hmm. it was the the event was a VR fireside chat and um, talk was on the back end of like a closing ceremony of the, those workshops that had been going on, and some of the BBC Earth team were actually attending those workshops, so um, were there and then yeah saw me perform. <laughs> that's that's very cool. Thank you. So. And what was like, um, how did you, did you need to do a lot of research um, before, you know, I guess oh, like yeah. you painted it in, in one go or how did you, no, yeah, it was like no, one session? A lot of research went to that actually. Um, so as, as I said, you know, the um, natural landscapes, they were, they were true to life. So I was arranging things, you know, in, in north to south, like I was saying. So what I had to do was really detailed plans um all on paper where i grabbed all the natural landscapes i was going to include in the continents and put arrows to where they're going to go on the pie slice and then did little sketches mm-hmm. to test how they're going to sit and then went into a brush and then blocked out um you know certain landscapes thinking how is this going to sit right where should i arrange this and stuff like that so yeah a lot of hefty planning went into it um so yeah there's a lot of thought but you know, it's it's it so fun to work on. So, but when you recorded with the with the BBC, was it like one long session, or yes. did you? Yeah, several was, sessions. I, yeah, one session where I painted um, quite a few natural landscapes live, and then um, that just yeah, that, that they were just on top of the um, the the world which I'd created. Okay, it's it's pretty cool. And yeah. what was like for you? You know, like the kind of like the most, let's say, um, surprising learning or part of that of that project. 
Um, well, to be honest, it, it made me touch off my geography. That's for sure. <laughs> I've never been, never <laughs> been good. Never been good with um, geography. I've always failed at knowing where countries are and stuff like that. <laughs> so it really, you know, made me touch up on on that and yeah, and also just um, learning the different landscapes and characteristics of each of each landscape in the continents. I never knew there was, you know, these really red hot flaming cliffs and then as I was saying the Russia snowy landscape stuff I didn't know that there was so much variation in in all these continents I've been naive all this time so it was um, a really big learning journey yeah and you know I, I guess um so I'm not a I'm not an artist um in that sense um yeah and um and so I, I guess a question you probably often get is um what is then the difference could you have made this also in in a non VR me non VR medium, or how would have would that would it have been different? You know, let's yeah. say the same project. I think the the fact that it's in VR um, really complements the organic nature of it because VR when you're painting you because you're painting in space, things are very organic, like the way you make the paint in Tiltbrush, um, making trees and and landscapes. It's it just it's, yeah, it's very very organic to work in VR so I feel that really complements the nature of the work and um, the the explorable the the immersive aspect that I've included because you can walk around this environment it's all on poly for you to actually explore in your own headsets um, so when you walk around this environment you notice little things and little places I've added which are just really nice to walk in and explore around and in your first time of looking in it, you, you probably won't notice all the things that are there. It'll probably take good three three hot poppins to to really explore the whole thing and notice all the little um little things, little things I've added inside the environment. And you you wouldn't be able to get that if it was made in, you know, just three D software. Yeah. It's pretty cool. I I really like um like the details and like the ability to kind of like go in there and, and yeah. see the almost like Easter eggs sometimes. Yeah, very much Super so. fun. Um, can you talk, talk a little bit about your um, maybe general process? Um, what, let's say you get started on a project um, and then you, I guess you have a general idea of what you're going to make. Um, usually um, just start in Tiltbrush or do you, as you mentioned before, for the BBC Earth project, um, sketch on paper? Yeah, um, I usually do quick doodles on paper just because when I'm confronted with the VR space, it's, it's you know, it's infinite. It's very daunting when you put your headset on and you're just faced with never-ending canvas. It's sort of a bit like, oh, God, where do I start? So I usually funnel down my ideas first just on paper and um, just, yeah, sort of limit the scope a bit. And then I take it into tilt brush and then just start expansing out these ideas and more ideas come to me as I'm actually painting in VR um, and things to, to add and things to tweak. So that that's usually the process. And also just because um, I've got used to designing this method before, uh, designing this, this sort of way before the quest came out. So I was limited to mm -hmm. VR space just being tethered. So when I was on the go and stuff, I was often thinking of ideas on the train or on the bus and stuff like that and writing notes down, writing ideas down for projects. But now I can actually just hop in the quest and, and do it there. So this this sort of pipeline has um, evolved around the fact that I don't have full access to VR all the time. So maybe now um, the more I work with these projects, I'll start actually just hopping in on the quest and, and starting to draw out some ideas um, now it's more on the go. Um, so yeah, that, that's how my, my work's evolved, really. Interesting. Yeah. So the, the quest kind of like gives you more freedom or even like changes how you approach the whole whole projects? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can now start using that to to as a doodle pad, as a, I call it a quest book, as like a little sketchbook <laughs> on the go. Um, I can use that as like my doodle pad instead of reaching to paper all the time. 
so, so so let's say you're on the train and you think of an idea you put on your quest and yeah. do something quickly does that yeah happen? yeah well if someone's with me that was <laughs> not on my own and <laughs> get all my bags stolen situation <laughs> but yeah no that that's completely completely a possible answer now for for idea generation that's pretty it's, it's pretty cool yeah in, in, ter in terms of um device do you now use would you say use the quest more no. than um i don't know what you know i use the cv1 just the the first gen rift um mm -hmm. just because it's really comfortable now it's 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 just molded to the shape of my head when i take it off it's sort of got a slight wonk in it where my my head is <laughs> um so it makes it the most comfortable headset the quest isn't comfortable at all um it mm -hmm. really hurts after long periods of time but i i have an extra head strap which does relieve that pressure it's just very front heavy but that's what you get for getting a standalone device but i'm never in it for over like an hour and a half the maximum session i've probably spent in it is probably an hour and a half um mm -hmm. just in one shot just because yeah it just it just starts to hurt and it's just better for me to use it as a doodle book because i do have i'm lucky enough to also have a rift so i i'm happy to to balance out what i use in that regard mhm mm okay so um okay it's it's, it's interesting um but d d let's say d do you you know if the quest weren't as if if the quest were as as comfortable as the rift let's say would you then uh prefer the quest it's still got some limitations to it like the the size of your sketches for example so with the quest you can okay. only go to a certain amount before it starts to come up with a warning saying if you go any further it's going to crash so that's that's why i'd probably just stick to the rift just because i often do do heavy sketches just because of the projects i work on my sketches do often end up being quite big um so i probably would break <laughs> the quest if i attempted to okay. do the scale of work that i was doing on them but um but if it if it, you know the dream headset would be um a light model that i could use to create sketches on which are heavy and on the go but that's just like you know it's a dream <laughs> thing i don't think that's ever gonna you know it's gonna be really far in the future but yeah i'm juggling these two headsets you know one from the go doodling and then one when i'm at home i just think it's like a perfect balance it's like having a a tablet and a computer you know yeah that's a cool that's a cool way to compare it i guess yeah um so how did you get started um with with vr art uh, and when yeah so my journey started as a fine artist so in in school I was painting portraits, um, oils on canvas, sort of traditional traditional artist, um, mm -hmm. exploring emotions in portraits and stuff like that. Because at the heart of things, I've always been a storyteller. So back then, I was telling stories of the people that I was drawing through how I applied paint on the canvas and stuff like that. And then that progressed into wanting to um, actually start making things move start making stories of motion which is when i studied mm -hmm. animation for three years and um, it was through my animation course that i was trying to explore new ways of telling stories so i was looking at stuff like stop motion um you know new different types of, of animation 3d animation all that that i can actually start to um tell stories from and I was exploring intimate connections to narratives, which is what drew me to VR. You know, there's no more intimate connection to a narrative you can have um, than actually being inside the world and experiencing the narrative around you. So, um, so yeah, I was instantly drawn to this powerful medium that was just emerging at the time and um, started doing animations in virtual reality, and then I found VR art tools, which was um, a mind-blowing thing. It was Glenn Keane who painted Ariel in Tiltbrush. That's the first video I ever saw um, mm -hmm. of someone using VR art tools, and I was just, I was just blown away. I was like, "Wow, this is going to bring a whole new dimension to the way I design characters, the way I design worlds for my animation work." Um, so, yeah, that's the, watching that video is what spurred me to actually purchase my own headset. 
so after watching that that was it I just went out bought a headset and started experimenting from there and um yeah that's that's how my that's how my journey started <laughs> that's interesting yeah and do you still paint um you know oil on canvas or is oh, it exclusively? I haven't um for a while now and I keep watching um you know the portrait artist of the year and stuff is on tv at the minute um watching that and I'm just like oh I just really want to get back into oils again um you know I do I do, do miss blending paints and the oh yeah so I, I do feel like I'm gonna <laughs> go back to it soon I just need 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 um <laughs> some money to start you know getting those buying those oil paints and stuff like that back because yeah, I really do miss it. Okay, but you so so right now you only do VR art, is that? Is yep, that yep. So only VR arts now. Um, yeah, yeah. It's been like that for for some time now. But I do. It's not like I've um, switched to VR art and then um, don't want to ever work in traditional lab. But that I do like. Mm -hmm. I just I just really love all forms of art, really, and um, because I you know I am an artist, so. I just, I just love exploring new ways of, of making art, which is why I've been drawn so much to VR at the minute as well. Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. So, and how do you, um, like, um, earn money or, or make a living with, with VR art? Is this, is this challenging or is it, is it possible no, for you no, to, actually, to be happy? At the minute I, I work as a 3D animator. Um, eight hours a day at XR Games so I'm in the games industry and I do VR art and stuff as well as um, just performances and stuff like that on, on evenings or weekends and stuff like that um, so so yeah it's te I'm technically like have, having three uh, two jobs at the minute um, okay. which is it, it doesn't feel like I'm working because I just love what I'm doing you know <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Yeah. No. I mean, it's just I know what you're talking about. That feel like work. That, that's yeah. That's the that's the dream, right? Yeah. That's, that's cool. Um, I'm also yeah. As I said, I'm also making VR games, but then it also doesn't pay my bills. So yeah. <laughs> I'm also I also have a part time job, but uh, that's how it is. Yeah. Do you would it be like? something you want to do like if possible do go full-time on on vr no, art. I, I love animating and animation is a massive passion of mine as well as vr art i don't see one replacing the other i'd love to just go on like this and and, and doing animation work doing VR artwork as, as like an equal balance just because there are my two passions and i can't think of one that i like more than the other um Okay. Yeah, I love bringing characters and worlds to life in every essence, really. So with with animation, I'm bringing characters and worlds to life by making what well, things move and, and and come to life through motion. And in VR, I'm making things come alive around me in, in space. Um, so it's so it's yeah, it's just it's just two passions that I, I just can't choose one over the other. That's great. Yeah. I mean, you you don't have to. <laughs> <laughs> So what kind of, um, you know, if you delve into your animation work a little bit, um, what kind of what kind of games do you work on? Or can you tell like, a little bit about that? Yeah, yeah, of course. So um, where I work at XR Games, we just recently released the Angry Birds Movie 2 Under Pressure VR for PlayStation VR. Mm -hmm. So it's a count mm -hmm. game where um, one person's in the headset and they play using the DualShock controllers and the PSVR headset. And everyone else plays just using DualShock controllers looking at the TV screen. So the person in VR has a completely different view to the people which are viewing on the TV screen. So they've got to work together in order to get treasure from the seabed and run this ship that they're on. Um, so it's okay. so fun. And as the levels go on, things get more crazy, um, explosions and stuff like that, and it just turns into... You're just shouting at all your friends and 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 in his <laughs> it's just such a fun game. So yeah, that was absolutely amazing to work on. Just animating um, these birds and piggies from this really big IP. I couldn't yeah. expect anything more from the first job that straight out of uni, animating naughty piggies and, and angry birds and stuff. It's just 
it was a dream. So that was absolutely amazing to work on. And yeah, we've got another title that we're working on now. I can't say much about it, unfortunately, but I'm mm. very excited about it. And hopefully I should be okay to talk about it soonish. <laughs> okay. Okay. Is it a, can you say if it's a known IP or not? Uh, it is an IP and <laughs> okay, yeah, <well>. yeah. <laughs> and yeah, it's going to be VR. Cool. Yeah. Great. Yeah. And, 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 and the company's based, uh, in the, in the UK or? Yes. In Leeds actually, just where I live. Cool. Yeah. How was the kind of like VR and gaming scene in, in the UK in general or it's, in Leeds? Pretty, yeah, it's pretty good. Actually. We've got quite a few companies. Um, many, many well-known ones working on fantastic things. Um, and in Leeds, especially we've got a couple of VR companies and it's, it's seems like a little bit of a hub at the minute does Leeds. Um, and Manchester is a massive hub, hub of the North. Um, you could probably mm-hmm. argue. So yeah, it's absolutely amazing, especially in the, the North, which is surprising because most, most tech things are obviously down South in London. So to yeah. have this little hub up north is is really good, and it's good to be at the center of it. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, um, you know, getting back to to your uh, to your VR art, yeah. um, I, I also saw that you um, have one of your pieces, or maybe multiple. I, I'm not sure. In, in that new app, Museum of Other Realities. Yes, I'm so happy to have a piece in there. Um, just just one at the minute. Um, fingers crossed, more in the future. But it's such a wonderful space. Have you been in it? Um, no, I haven't. I haven't uh, had time yet. No. Can you recommend it? Oh yeah, it's absolutely brilliant. It's one of the. It was one of the first things that I actually went in. Um, after you know, using all the software and stuff like that, I, I hopped into the Museum of Other Realities and was just in awe because it's like a, mm-hmm. a gallery. It's a virtual gallery space with um, virtual artworks, and you can just hang out with your virtual virtual friends, and um, it's absolutely fantastic. Uh, some of the exhibitions are even interactive as well, so you can put your hands in, move things around. Um, yeah, it's. It's absolutely lovely. I've had lots of fun in there. That sounds pretty cool. And that's, is that available on the... Yeah, it's available on Steam now and Viveport, I think. Okay. Yeah, Viveport. Um, yeah, just because just, when you go around an art gallery, usually it's just, you know, it's silent and you're just looking at the walls. But the, the Museum of the Writers are just completely just spun that upside down and, and, and made it this fantastic virtual art showcase and you, you can talk hang out with your friends actually inside people's artworks you're not just staring at canvas you're in the canvas it's it's brilliant mm-hmm. and are there like random other people is it like one big yes yeah, thing or social space so you can actually make private parties in there or okay. you can just hang around with everybody else who's there in the space um which is cool too Yes, the random talk to random people looking at your art. I've done that so many times in VR now, just struck up conversations with random people. <laughs> That's great. Hello. So what do you you just like do you do you stand in front of your own art and then ask people what they think of it or what how do you Well, yeah, I've not actually done it since my piece has been in there actually. But um but yeah, you just go into your artwork and you'll see all the people in there and it's just like, Oh hey guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's a really really cool concept that's amazing yeah what um so, so what else is coming you know um so you had this bbc earth collaboration with which i guess was pretty cool and yeah. the museum of other realities i think is pretty cool um you know what's next what do you have planned for this year or the well, future south by southwest is on the books but um <laughs> <laughs> It's looking more and more unlikely that that's going to happen, unfortunately. But, um, you know, I'm so, so super, super excited for South by Southwest. I've been looking forward to it all year. And then all all this virus comes around to ruin things. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but yeah, I'm super excited for that. That was, was going to be, well, I am still to be speaking on a panel um, cool. about VR content creation in the age of experience. 
and finally meeting some friends that I've I've never met <laughs> um, we've, we've met virtually and they're you know, they're absolutely amazing so I'll, I'm really looking forward to actually meeting them in in the flesh um, and yeah having an awesome time out in Austin and I have quite a few projects on top of that lined up I can't really say much about them just yet but they are they are very exciting <laughs> okay cool so I guess, I guess people just should follow you on Twitter to get the, oh, the newest and best. yeah no I, I never shut up on Twitter I'm rambling about everything all the time about what I'm up to so that's that's okay. definitely the best place to to check out my um, recent projects which are coming up that's great we'll put your Twitter handle <clears throat> your Twitter link in the in the com- uh, in the in the description of the episode so people can um, you know follow follow what's up with you yeah so um how do you see the you know i guess you started a couple of years ago with with doing vr art and yeah quite a few things have changed since then oh yeah um, in terms of technology what was like the most striking striking thing well tiltbrush itself i've watched just develop I, I remember when i first hopped in and it was just like um two pages of brushes um, and not really many features and it was amazing but now Mm -hmm. it's got so many different features that have been added on and so many different brushes have been added and I've just sort of grown with the tool it's um it's been it's been really amazing to 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 watch it develop and evolve with it and um yeah the, the the biggest thing for me is the quest soon as that was announced I was just it was it was pivotal in the VR industry to and the VR landscape to finally have a headset that we can use with six degrees of freedom without being tethered and you can just wander around out and do VR outside like that is just oh it's so amazing just just hopping in putting your headset on in the garden feeling the breeze of the the wind and hearing the trees and stuff while sketching um, in virtual reality it's it's absolutely fantastic. So yeah, that that's definitely one of the biggest technological advancements, um, I'd say, in VR landscape so far because that's where it needs to go. It needs to go to to that untethered, um, free freedom, um, that and and lightweight as well. Even though the quest isn't that, it needs to to go in that direction. Like if you can just combine those Panasonic glasses, I think it was Panasonic that that did those. The, the three doff glasses which are out combine that with the quest yeah. and you'll have like the perfect headset that's where it needs to go yeah yeah i think we'll get there you know i think yeah. it's i mean it will take a couple of you know few years but yeah, yeah. it will it will get there it's crazy mm-hmm. yeah i agree i think like you know the quest <clears throat> i mean i don't think anyone has expected the kind of like the impact it yeah. would have yeah it's crazy. So, and th- and then what do you think in terms of VR art? How would will it evolve in the in the future? Um, yeah, you know, any predictions? Yeah, well, I see the the software themselves growing quite a bit. Um, there's stuff in stuff like Quill, you know, the the VR art program Quill, which I also use, mm-hmm. and Tiltbrush, which I. I'd love to see just combined. Um, there's a lot of things in Quill, like layer systems, um, color shading, and just the fact that you can see wireframe mode and stuff like that. There's quite a lot of properties in, in Quill. Quill is definitely more technologically advanced in that respect, um, with the mm-hmm. fact that you've got all these different options, like Photoshop, basically. You've just got all those options. Um, but with Tilbush, you don't have that, but everything is a lot nicer, cleaner, and just a lovelier space to be in. Um, whenever I go in Tiltbrush, put my headset on, I, I feel like I feel happy. Like a, it's just a, a lovely escape. Um, just mm-hmm. you and your artwork, a really nice personal close space. But with with Quill and stuff, I feel a, a little bit distanced. I'm I'm greeted by this big white expanse of nothing, and I have a um a U a UI which is just all clunky like Photoshop, which I've tried to avoid, which is why I've <laughs> gone in VR to escape um flat ui i want to experience something for a change um so 
I feel like quills and and tilt brush if they just like combined, they they'd create like the perfect VR platform with with tilt brushes lovely to use, uh, UI and brushes and and just overall happy experience combined with the, a lot of the technical features of quill. Um, I really hope that they develop to that stage. Um, in the future, because I still feel like Quill needs a second skin on it. Like it, it's not fully finished. Like it just needs things making look nice and 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 stuff like that. To yeah, so that's that's where I I hope to see the VR programs go. So there, are, um, I would there are different use cases in general, right, for Quill versus Tilt Brush. Um. Yeah, yes, I, I guess, but you, you, I can do a lot of things that I do in tilt brush in Quill, and a lot of things that I do in Quill in tilt brush. It's just stuff like um, right down to shading, colors, and stuff like that. Um, but you, you can sort of do that if you just color blend in tilt brush by, you know, just actually just shading bit by bit with with the brushes rather than actually coloring in the strokes you've already done. Um, mm -hmm. So I, I think you can do the the you can achieve. The, the sort of similar things it's just um yeah you, you, when when especially when you're working in quill you can easily manipulate things so if you've done something you can easily edit it to how the client wants uh, whereas in tilt if you want to edit anything for clients it does get quite messy because there's no layer systems and stuff like that but some of that has been resolved now with the grouping system they've got in place which has really helped um yeah yeah. Okay, and and so what, what do people? So like for example, in our case, you know, we use um to make our three D models. My co-founder Dorina she uses Blender. Yeah. Um, the the modeling program, and there are like similar things like Gravity Sketch, you know. Yeah. But like, if it doesn't quite get there, right? You you still need to use like a a computer, like a two D computer to to uh, like this kind of like the serious work of 3D modeling. Is that also your experience? Yeah, to, to add textures, UV map and all that stuff. Yeah, you, yeah. you do need to, and rendering and stuff like that, you do need to take it to another program. Um, yeah, but but for all the stuff that I've been doing VR art, it's just been VR art. I've not had a project where I've had to take anything from a VR place into a 3d place because um a lot of my clients just really want just vr art made stuff um yeah which is which is really cool but yeah i get ex i get exactly what you're saying do you think we'll ever get like to a point where you know if you're creating a vr let's say a vr game not not vr art but like, like yeah. a vr game that you can do the whole process in vr that would be cool. I mean, I know there's plugins for Maya and stuff that you can do. Um, you can basically use Maya in VR using a plugin, but um, yeah. but yeah, it looks quite complicated and stuff. But but yeah, that that is still an option there. And I know you can use the interface in Unreal in VR. Can you Unreal Engine? I think you can. Yeah, you can you can manipulate around and actually start building stuff in VR. Um. So yeah, no, I do see that it's possible to, that we're going to get to that stage sometime soon, especially now. Um, Adobe bought Medium. Uh, I think. Still All right. There. Yeah. I'm trying to remember now. Um, yeah, I think so, so. yeah. And they've also bought. I think they also bought Substance Designer as well, or something. So maybe we see a combination between Medium and Substance, and we start to see. Um, medium then having qualities of being able to uv unwrap and add textures on and stuff like that and um rendering so maybe yeah maybe medium might be evolving sometime soon yeah like step by step <laughs> yeah. we'll get there how is um, medium different than like a, a quill or tilt brush it's more sculpting so medium is is definitely more like you know zebrush um no um, ZBrush is like a sculpting application, um, yeah, using three D, three D meshes, and um, it, Medium is very much more like that. So you presented with, um, you can use primitives 
to sculpt um, creations from, whereas with tilt brush and stuff, it's more you use the brush to um, to create art, and and not it's not sculptural. It's just like paint, but in air. Um, yeah, and you can yeah. So it's sort of it's sort of like you're you're, you're not sculpting anything. You're you're creating the paint in the space around you rather than um, sculpting an object. It's like yeah, it's like okay. all on canvas and sculpture. It's just it's like that. It's quite okay, hard to describe. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I think it's uh, it's pretty clear. Um, or like sculpting, sculpting. Do you sometimes do stuff with medium too? No, actually, I haven't really delved into medium much yet, but I do plan to. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it looks okay. brilliant. Looking, looking forward to that. Yeah. <clears throat> so, and in terms of, um, you know, I would say, or I think it's clear that VR art is, VR art is hard to say, um, is uh, quite. Uh, niche right right now yeah will it will it go more mainstream i definitely think so especially when we get some more adoption of headsets um the adoption rates for the quest have been absolutely quite amazing so maybe we start yeah. to see soon this new generation of vr artists who are using these standalone headsets um that'll yeah. be exciting and um yeah just the the index that's been massively popular thanks to alex shifting some mm-hmm. sales there as well um so yeah I'm, I'm thinking soon we're going to start to see a lot more a lot more artists popping up with fantastic works yeah it's i think it's so cool because like like um for example just a personal anecdote like um my mom she's retired but she she does um she got into like pottery you know and i think yeah. she's quite talented yeah um so I really want to get her a quest and tilt brush, you know, so that she oh. can. Um, I think she would love to she create. Would love that, yeah. Um, so I should really do that for her birthday is coming up in June, so I might get her get her a quest. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure if she listens to the podcast. Let's see. <laughs> Let's see if she'll be surprised or not. <laughs> yeah, so I think um, it's it's really enabling, right? Um, I think th- that's one aspect of VR that's really um. It's a bu- huge enabler. Yeah. Um, so now that people who before not even maybe not even thought about art or that they are could be an artist um, can just have this relatively cheap VR headset um, yeah. and just give it a try, you know. And yeah. if they don't like it, then that's that. Um, I think it's similar with like um, music. Like I've tried this. Um, um, like bet uh, you play the the drums. Uh, like a drum app, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which um, I think it's called Paradiddle, and the it's crazy because like you know when I was growing up, I wanted to play the drums, convince my parents to buy me a drum set, and then well, first you need the money, and then you need the space, right? Yeah. And now you can just give it a try, and maybe you're a super talented drummer, and um, now it's just been enabled. So yeah, I think that's 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 a that's a great aspect of VR. Definitely, absolutely. How how do you think um, of augmented reality AR? Um, yeah, no, part of I'm the super art. Super excited about where where that's growing. Um, hopefully, it grows a little bit. It's it's not growing as fast as VR at the minute. Um, there's still a lot of limitations with a lot of the headsets that I've tried, mainly because I'm used to VR. To be honest, because with yeah. VR, you go in a headset and you see everything, and it's amazing. And then you go into an AR headset and you just see a tiny little box of something overlaid on top. So it, it's not, it's it's definitely not not touching VR just yet. But I'm loving using it to bring my virtual sketches into the physical world. So making like an AR portfolio of all my sketches, because um, a lot of people. Um, you know when they're asking where's your portfolio and stuff like that and um, mm-hmm. it's really hard to show people if I don't have a headset on me I'm sort of just a bit like um, uh, yeah so my work's here on Polly and I show them in 3D and stuff but it'd be great to just you know whip out my phone and then plop one of my characters or worlds just out in into the air space so they can just explore around with the phone that'd be fantastic so 
I've been doing a lot of that with a lot of my sketches um, just to bring that other element. And it makes it makes them a lot more relatable to people as well if they actually see the sketches in the space that they used to. And some people don't yeah. put on a headset. I mean, it's very rare, but some people are just like, no, you know, I've done my hair all nice today or, or I've done my hair all <laughs> right, so I don't want a headset on. So I'll be like, no worries, here. And I'll just show I show them the artwork just in front of the space around them using AR. Yeah. Yeah. That's an interesting use case. In terms of um, AR headsets, which which ones have you tried? I've tried the Magic Leap and the Hololens One. The Magic Leap was yeah. there's there's some great stuff on it. Really, really, really good stuff. Um, it's just the thing that niggles me every time. It's just the field of view. Yeah. It's not big enough. But that's probably because I'm I'm as I said, I'm used to virtual reality where I I can go really close up to things. I can look all around me and see, you know, all this expanse. But with with augmented reality, you're just limited to a little window, and um, you can't go up close to things as well. Um, like I was playing the Angry Birds game on there, and mm-hmm. you can't look at the characters really close; they just disappear into the nether. And it's just, <laughs> I, I I often when I'm in VR, I'm often, I'm often just going up to things, looking really close, details and stuff like that. So um, it's a quality that I missed. But other than that, I mean, it was absolutely fantastic when I used it, just being able to walk around um, and, and see this extra layer of, of, of VR on top of our physical world. It, it's absolutely fantastic. But, but yeah, just I'm just used to seeing more than a window. <laughs> yeah, I think that's, you know, with the, kind of like with the current design of the AR headsets, um, you know, with the optical, yeah. Where they overlay the the light on the on the lenses, basically on the real world. Yeah. Um, I think I'm not a hard, hardware expert or an optical, you know, hardware expert, but yeah. I think um, it's quite lim- quite hard to kind of like get it on a on a big field of view yeah. with a great quality. It is. And um, it's yeah. I've been to um, a museum. It was like a. AR museum in San Francisco. Oh, brilliant! And c- closed down now, but it was just oh. next to our office when we were living in San Francisco. So we went there, mm. and how it what it was like, basically, um, like a space with with no art. I mean, it was like a <laughs> nicely done space with yeah. like a more like a river and like some trees in there and oh. stuff. You know, like a great atmosphere. Wow. And then everyone got like a Hololens. And they explained you how it worked, and then you walked around, and then through the Hololens you would see the art, which I think yeah. is a neat idea. Yeah, right? that, that's then, a great idea. Yeah, and this, like there was a frog, there was like a frog on the floor. You could collect, if you touch the frog, another art would appear, you know, and yeah, or like cool. would like grow like or whatever, yeah, and yeah. you could interact with some of the art. That sounds like um, a really lovely use case. It was great, but. You know, it was exp- so. It, I think you know the reason closed down was this. it was super expensive, like yeah. thirty dollars or so, and yeah. you know, San Francisco. Yeah. You know, yeah. um, and you know the, the the actual experience wasn't that great because of the hardware, just because of the limited field of view. Yeah. You're always kind of like trying to, but it's not comfortable. It's not yeah. like it's not relaxing. You can't really enjoy the art as much as it, as it sounds in my description. It so- does. It wasn't ex- as cool as experience as to to talk about it, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, no, um, I agree. So, but you know, the idea is pretty neat, and it was it was cool. Yeah, um, yeah, it sounds Yeah, um, I I'm I'm intrigued by it. <laughs> to, and for people, it's maybe more of my last my last question. Um, for people who want to get started or dabble with VR art, what can you, or or maybe afraid, you know, or intimidated? How can you? What can you recommend them? How to get started? How to share? How to get feedback? Yeah, well, we've actually got quite a growing community at the minute. There's a lots of Facebook groups dedicated to tilt brush um, know how and VR art in general, or XR art as it as it's now widely known as. Um, so mm-hmm. yeah, that's probably a good place when you've, when you've hopped in and you, you want to find out a little bit more, chat with members of the community, I definitely recommend that. And, um, 
and tutorials are now quite quite a lot of tilt brush tutorials are now out by some VR artists known as uh, the Sabby Life and Danny Bittman, who have done some fantastic mm-hmm. tutorials just to help help you get you started and take your work to a more advanced level at the same time. And um, headset wise, you know that's going to be completely down to to you. I would highly recommend the Quest now just because you can link it up as well and have not alone not not only just standalone power you can have the power of a, a high computer if if you have the graphics card that is um then i, I i'm just yeah i'm undoubtedly just ref- <laughs> always um saying get the quest to everybody now um just yeah. that aspect but it's completely down to to your preference i mean a lot of people don't like oculus just because of facebook um so <laughs> Maybe yeah. know, if that's the case, then you maybe like a, an index is much better for you. Head types and everything also plays into account. You need to find what headset's going to fit you nicely for those long VR sessions. Um, and yeah, just get experimenting, get get creating because we're all learning. I mean, I'm I'm still learning. All the all the VR artists I know, we're 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 not experts yet. We're all still learning. Because this is a new medium, and we're sort of we're, we're evolving with it, and now's the best time to get into something like this because um, we're, we're paving its path. You know, we're right, we're writing its future. So um, now is just the best time to start playing with it because whatever you do, you're gonna you're putting your fingerprints on on the future of VR art. So um, I can't recommend it enough. <laughs> okay. And software-wise, um, I guess Tiltbrush is the best one to go. I, I've, I'd always say Tiltbrush for your first VRI experience, just because it's so, it, it's just so lovely. It's such a lovely space to be in. And then when you feel like you want to progress more, then yeah, like all the VR art programs are fantastic. Gravity Sketch, Quill, uh, Masterpiece, so many fantastic art projects out there and uh, art programs out there. And you'll find the one that that suits you best. And what's your favorite environment in Toothbrush? Favorite what? Sorry. Environment, environment. Like uh, uh, you know, like the the background. Oh, the favorite like background. In Toothbrush. <laughs> yeah. Oh, environment. I see. Ah, yeah, I get you now. Uh, I forgot. Yeah, I forgot you could get different environments. So I usually just put <laughs> a different color. So I I usually go to like a bluey sort of color or a peach color, um, just because when I'm sketching I like it to be not influenced by the environment. And then later on I start rendering it and thinking about what setting and what environment to have. Um, so I'm usually quite boring when it comes to environments <laughs> until yeah. the very last stages of my sketch where I'm like, cool, let's let's set it in the stars or you know let's, let's do this nice cloud cloudy sky. I see. Okay, it's pretty cool. Yeah. So, so, like, when I try to dabble in, in you know, in tilt brush, I often like I get in there and then I don't know what to paint. That's that's what I was saying earlier. You, you're presented with such an infinite space. It's very daunting to people that that go in it the first time because they're like, oh my god, what what do I do? You know, you can't like look yeah. down at your phone or something and think. Hmm, maybe I'll just draw this picture or, you know, just for you just presented with this infinite space. So it can be quite hard to narrow down your ideas at first. So how do you overcome that? Think of something first before going in VR? Yeah. And do some sketches on paper and, and find some reference and mood boards. Um, I'm always forever making Pinterest boards. And then just taking those pictures into the VR space, which you can do. You can take reference pictures in and then just mm-hmm. grabbing them and placing them around me. So I'm just shrouded by images. Um, it's just quite surreal, actually, when you're drawing in VR and you're just surrounded by pictures. Like with the self-portrait that I did, I was just surrounded by pictures of myself and I hated it. I was everywhere I looked at like <laughs> a new angle of my face and I was just in pain. Whereas, you know, if you, whereas if you're doing like a self-portrait on canvas, your your pictures are there at the side, but you look around you and, you know, you see other things. But all I saw yeah. was just my face. It was, <laughs> it was very, very cool. <laughs> uh, it sounds, it sounds pretty crazy. Yeah. Um, I do have one, one more, one more final, final question though. Yeah. Um, yeah. You mentioned, 
you know, the some people might be uncomfortable with Facebook owning Oculus, and you know, I do think it's a kind of like a um, serious concern or like yeah. serious objection that people might have to getting an Oculus Quest. Yeah. Um, yeah. What's your stance? Like, do you? Well. Uh, yeah, I'm sort of the opinion now. Like Facebook owned everything about me anyway now, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, I just it's yeah, I just love the headset that much. I've just overlooked that, but I know quite a lot of people which yeah haven't um, purchased the Quest just on the, that basis. Um, but yeah, I, I sort of look I look past that when I'm so interested in a piece of tech. Uh, maybe if it's maybe it's a bad thing to do, but. Um, you know, it's such a, a feat of engineering, you know, that they've brought out this this piece of technology for the first time we have a standalone VR headset. It's amazing, you know. Um, so so yeah. That's that's my stance. It's not a very good one, but <laughs> um no, but like I have a similar sense. Um you know, it's I think it's incredible what Facebook or is doing to push the <laughs> VR. But the VR industry as a whole is doing wonders. Yeah. The, the the I think um I read somewhere that HTC are actually not HTC um Vive um Valve are at a, a loss with um I mean sorry I mean Facebook are at a loss with their um headsets as in they don't actually make much profit whereas Vive mm-hmm. and HTC have to mark up um to actually make a profit which is why their headsets are seen as you know a lot more expensive is because they actually you know need to make a profit but Facebook because it's so massive they actually mm-hmm. don't make much money from it, but they can afford to not. Um, something I swear I read that somewhere, which was just like, which which means they can charge a lot lower with their headsets, which means more people can adopt in VR, um, which is brilliant in that regard. Yeah, yeah, I've read that too. I mean, yeah. they don't communicate those figures, but it's it's likely yeah. likely possible, right, with, with that price point. Yeah. I mean, they surely aren't making a lot of money, if if any, um, with it. Oh, no. But yeah, I'm torn. I mean, I just look. I, I really wish they just got their shit together and yeah. get their act together, yeah. and um, then I could like stand also behind the company, not only behind the product. Yeah. Oh, no. But uh, I feel. Yeah, yeah, it's not always black and white, so it's a no. little bit of gray area for me. Yeah. yeah. Um, Rosie, this has been great. Um, oh, it's been so good to talk to you. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> thank you. Do you have anything you want to share? Um, or you know, uh, no. Just if you have any 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 questions or anything that you want to follow up with me, um, anyone who's listening, then please do. Don't hesitate to reach out to me on Twitter or Instagram at vr underscore rosie. Um, you can tell it's me because I've got my my headset on my on lifting up above my head um yeah just feel free to get in touch I'd, I'd love to help people especially ones that are just getting into using VR art tools and have lots of questions um really happy to help anyone that's great that's great we'll put all the links in the in the description of yep, this episode thank you and thank you so much rosie thank you thank you so much <laughs>